Boom, chicka boom, boom. Are you ready, baby? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Let's get her done. All right, baby, we have made it back. Yes, we have. This is episode 121. Ooh. Yeah, I I don't count them every week, but every once in a while, I just like to say the number because it's really hard to believe that we have done 121 weeks in a row. Yep. So, pretty awesome. Cool deal. So, how has your week been this week? My week has been good. Good. Oh, wow. Good. We have wrapped up summer reading at our library. <laughs> I am. Another one is in the books. <laughs> I am so, I am sure you are excited. Yes. Summer reading is fun, I'm sure. It's fun, busy, and stressful. Yeah, I got you. You know, so, but another one is in the books. So. There you go. Awards have been given. Prizes have been drawn for. And pizza was eaten (laughs) (laughs) at the award ceremony. Okay. Okay. Um, But yes, we are. We have wrapped it up, folks. Well, that's good. Till next summer. So I'm sure the kids had fun, and it's always exciting. And yeah, um, and school starts in our area next week. This week. Well, this coming week, when this podcast has come out. When this podcast comes out, they will have been in school for four days. Right. So, so. And I wish all of my kiddos and babies, I call them my babies, all of them a wonderful first week of school. And a lot of them are excited. A lot of them are like, eh. You, you know. remember, you know what, we'll talk about this at the end. Let's get through so, our, our regular routine. So. But they all got to meet their teachers Thursday evening because they had open house at all the schools. Right, right. So they got to meet their teachers and those that will be going to different schools, like to middle school. Yeah. When, you know, got to see it and okay and everything. So, Well, my work was um, pretty much the same as it's been in the past few weeks. I, I haven't had a whole lot to do. Um, the only project that I've had that has been baffling me has been a, a stand-up desk problem. Mm. So um, one of our teams has stand-up desks in their office mm-hmm. third floor people mm-hmm. is what we call them um <laughs> it's very nice they're very nice stuff very nice equipment they have you know it, it's it's a really nice looking office it's a completely different looking office this is the office that i painted for those who have listened to us in the past this is the office that I painted two years ago. Has it been two years now? It's been about that much time. I guess. Um, so I've been up there with you when you had to put the room back together after you painted. Right, we put new floors laid. in and all that and painted. So it looks it looks not it looks it's not perfect. It looks decent. It's a really nice look, but it's completely different looking office compared to what's downstairs. Yeah, you know the the desks are different. The equipment looks They're different. They're top tier up top. Is that what you're saying? that's how they feel that's the penthouse suite. yeah that's how they feel they feel that's the penthouse suite and they're getting some more stuff in mm. um this is a project that was started about two years ago and it still technically is not finished because they don't have a conference table in their area yet they don't have they don't put a conference table up near the kitchenette um oh. in between they've been they wanted a conference table so they could sit around and, and brainstorm on things that they're working on which is fine okay. but we have just never that we've Never ordered it, never bought it, whatever. So I think that's going to be happening. But they have stand-up desks. 
And I've got one stand-up desk that has been giving me trouble. And I think I mentioned something about it last week. but I don't know, remember if you did. Um, apparently, these things don't tear up. And I, I went to the company that we bought it from, and I said, hey, this is the trouble I'm having. And they were baffled because they said, we've never had any break. We, we don't, we don't, we don't. I said, well, can I see your, can I talk to a technician? We don't have a technician. I said, you don't have a repair guy? No, no, we don't have a repair person. Oh, and this is a big company. This place shot, this place works. They, they ship all over the world, these things, because they mm-hmm. make them there and they ship them all over the world. And I said, okay. I said, well, do you have a technical breakdown of the electronics, the box, what it does, codes, all that kind of stuff? Uh, no, no, we, we don't, we don't have anything like that. I said, you don't have a technical manual for this, for like a service? And nope, nope, we don't have, they don't tear up. If they did, they ain't going to give you one. Well, no, they were like, we, we just don't have that kind of thing. And then, and I said, well, what about the codes? You know, cause it gives you a code when it messes up. Oh, I have that. Okay. Okay. Give me, can I have that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll email it to you. You know, yeah. Okay, great. So I I get to my email, I open it up, and it's two pages. The first page is a picture of the desk. The second page has a little little box that has like E one, E O one, and this is what it's done. E O two, and this is what it means. E O three, and so it goes through the list. Yeah. And then it tells me what the problem is, but it doesn't tell me how to fix it. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, is there a master reset on these systems? Um, I, I, I don't know. Can I talk to the person who puts these together? That's me. But we don't have a master reset for these units. And I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. How do you produce a product? Now, I know the electronics come from China yeah. okay, or Taiwan or someplace. They don't manufacture the electronics. But there's thousands of these desks all over the world, mm-hmm. and I can't believe they don't have a, a technical thing to fix them. And so I've been messing with this desk for about three weeks now. And Is it, it about to whoop your honey? Well, I finally got it to do something. So I did find a way to reset the system. I've gone online. I've looked at all the other brands. I've used their codes. I've used their information. It doesn't work on this particular desk. Well, I figured out a process that makes it reset itself mm. by trial and error. Yeah. This has been fun. So I get it to react. All these people upstairs watching you do this? Well, that's the problem. See, they're trying to work, and I'm messing with the desk, which is why we're going to do something today while there's nobody at the office. So I hit the button. I make, I make this thing go through its process. And it starts moving one of the legs, which is great because I hadn't been able to make it do anything. But the problem is, is that it's moving one leg (laughs) out of three. This desk has three legs. So now I'm standing there and this leg is going up by itself. The desk thinks that it's going down, you know, because the leg is coming up, right? Because it's standing Mm -hmm. all the way up high. And it gets, the leg comes all the way up. And it says, click, it beep, 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 and it's reset. Well, the other two legs are still... The other three? No, the other, there's three legs total. So oh. one leg in the middle goes up. The other two legs are still all the way down. So the desk is standing high with, 
with only two legs now, <laughs> and it's an L-shaped. Yeah. So now I'm having to hold the desk from falling. So I have to take my foot and scramble and get a get a little rolling file cabinet mm-hmm. and stick it under that, that leg. And then I got some files I shove up under there to balance and it. And everybody's watching you do this. And it. everybody's watching me do this. And somebody says, what happened? I said, something that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> so now i'm in a worse situation because now i've got a three-legged desk that's standing on two legs you got a three-legged mule <laughs> that's only standing on two and i can't and so when i do the process again to make it reset mm. the desk thinks because that leg that third the middle leg is all the way up the desk thinks that it's all the way down at the floor okay okay and it won't reset. Okay. It thinks it's okay. <laughs> but it's not okay. Okay. So I'm in a mess. This thing's a mess. And I need to get this fixed because we need to have that desk for somebody that's going to be coming in, in a few weeks. <laughs> and it is really giving me trouble. So after we do this podcast and record, we're going to the office today, my dear. Mm. And we're going to tear down a, a desk. You is going to tear down a desk. <laughs> You're going to read a book while you watch me tear down a desk. Yeah. I'm not video you a little Because bit. I'm going to take it apart. I'm going to have to take it apart. I need to get to the gears is where I need. I need to get to the motors. And what if there's somebody up there working today? There is nobody working. And if they are, they're going to be pissed. Because I'm going to be up there taking things apart. Because okay. there's not supposed to be anybody there today. Okay. I've already asked. And nobody's going to. They say, oh, no, I'm not going to be there on it's saturday and nobody yeah. i'm not gonna be there on saturday okay good because i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna be working okay and if you got things you need to do you need to stay home <laughs> that's what i told them because i'm going there to work and it's going to be noisy because that 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 place it has a it has a laminate floor yeah there's nothing on the walls everything echoes in that room mm-hmm. they can talk at their desks mm-hmm. and we can hear them on the second floor really okay yeah so it, it everything up there's loud okay so that's what I'm going to be doing okay. today. Okay. And we're going to see if we can fix it. If I can't get it fixed, then it's going to be really in pieces. And it's going to go to the dumpster, and Ryan's going to have to buy another we're one. We're just going to have to buy another one. Or the company's going to have to come fix it because I've I've tried to get – I've tried – they don't have a technician. Well, how are they going to come fix it? They ain't got a technician. They're just going to have to come down here and bring me pieces and parts, and we'll just rebuild the desk. Because They'll probably just say, here, we'll just send you another one. And they probably will. And they gave me another electronic box. It didn't fix the problem. Oh, okay. So that's been my work. Okay. That's been fun. So um, what you been reading, love? Okay. Well, I have been reading <clears throat> up a storm. I have read South of the Buttonwood Tree by Heather Weber. So, say that again. South. South of the Buttonwood Tree. Buttonwood Tree. Tree. Is that where buttons come from? A tree? And this story button's coming from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. Certain buttons. Interesting. Um, you have to read it. Uh, <laughs> by Heather Weber. Okay. And then I read Murder at the Bake Sale by Lee Hollis, which is book two in A Cozy Mystery. See, those books like that, they make me not want to go eat. And, and now I'm reading A Time to Bloom by Lorraine Snelling, and it's book two in the Lee's Garden series. Okay. And yes, baby, it's large print <laughs> you're I, looking at my big book. i was like man that's a thick book but it is large print <clears throat> okay good for you yeah. 
All right. So that's what you've gotten through this week. That's you got all. through three books. Well, I haven't got through the third well, one. Well, you haven't got through the third one yet. So. Well, I got through three books this week. Yeah. Yeah. Good so. For you. <laughs> so I started the uh, William W. Johnson, the uh, Chuck Wagon Trail. Mm-hmm. That series. That's John the, Stone. John Stone. What did I say? Johnson? Yeah. John Stone. I'm sorry. William W. John Stone. Um, the Chuck Wagon Trail. It's the first one in a mm-hmm. series. The Chuck Wagon series, I guess it mm-hmm. is. So I listened to that. That was pretty good. That was that was interesting. And you definitely need to go to this next book because it kind of it left part of the story. It, yeah. it actually it left the main part. It, that's why you got to read the next one. Yeah. Because so you, 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 you would think, okay, this situation that actually got him where he is mm-hmm. is going to be resolved. It's not. So you know something else is coming. <laughs> you just don't know what yet. So i got to get the second book to that okay. one. And I'll try to get that this week. And then I listened to The Library on the Edge of the World um, by Felicity Hayes McCoy. Yep. That was... Um, it was okay. I haven't read it. I don't know. It 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 was um. I didn't know what it, the only I don't. It wasn't leading up to anything to me. We have that at the library. It just hasn't piqued my interest to want to read it. It's a lot of story. Is it? But it's there's nobody dies. <laughs> nobody robs anybody. Nobody's doing anything. It has to deal with a library. It does. Oh, okay. And I think it's set in Scotland. Oh, might be um, Scotland some, or Ireland. Or Ireland, somewhere like that. Um, it was, it was, it was okay. You I'll know. be honest with you. Books that are set like over across the pond. Yeah. I just they don't intrigue me to want to read them. I like them because I and especially I mean, it might be, it especially might be if there's somebody because of course good. I listen to audios. Of course, yeah. if there's somebody reading it with a good accent, mm-hmm. and this this person had a good accent. They the reader was fine. Um, I just kept waiting for something to happen, mm-hmm. and nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got other books out. Yeah, the only thing that I could tell that was that was a problem that needed to be resolved was they some people wanted to get rid of the library. Get rid of the library? No, you can't get rid of the library now. Well, this is kind of on a peninsula. The library's on a peninsula. Yeah, uh-huh. sort of kind of thing. Okay. And so they some people wanted to get rid of the library. Um, but it, it just, it just, it wasn't, ex- there were, it, this is not an exciting book. Okay. Okay, so just put it like that. Okay. And then I, I went and found, um, I, you know, you know me, <clears throat> I jump from one, type of book to another Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i wanted to learn something i wanted to hear somebody's story so i ran across this book actually found it on a uh, a girl on a youtube video that i was watching she mentioned it and so i went and found it and uh, we had it so i listened to it and it's called lessons from madame madame chick i say madame chick but she doesn't say chick she's she's uh, chick chick right madame chick yes because it's French, yeah. so um, it's spelt like chick, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's Jesse. but it's chick, chick, and sh- and um, so it's it's set. This this girl Jennifer Jennifer L Scott who who's the who's the author, apparently it's a story of her life, part of her life, a very small part of her life. 
Is she somebody important? Um, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I just never heard of her. <clears throat> no, no. It's she was a an exchange student, uh-huh. and so she went to Paris. She was from California, uh-huh. lived in California. She was a California girl, uh-huh. you know. Okay. All right, typical American girl in in school in college, and so she goes to Paris as an exchange student and stays with this family. And she, the book is basically the lessons that she learned from this this family. Oh, okay. Um, who live in in Paris, France, you know, and it was an interesting book. I li- I liked it. I liked the book, and I think a lot of the lessons that she learned would would are are good. You know, um, it is definitely focused to women. Mm, okay, it, it's. Because there's a chapter on makeup. <laughs> there's a chapter on, um, and this is things that she learned from these these ladies. She found, you know, that their eating habits, the way they eat, and that they eat three meals a day, and that this lady, that, you know, she fixes meals, three meals a day, um, and... They eat three meals a day, and they sit down and they eat together. And dinner is an event. Mm. There's no phones. There's no TV. There's no. They have a TV, but they don't watch TV. Mm. They sit in a dining room that's set apart from the rest of the house, and they sit there and they eat and they talk. You know that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and um. And then so she learned about their, their their eating habits. And it was amazing to her that they eat these foods. She said the food that they eat is is just amazing French food. And that any any American girl would go crazy eating that much food. They would think they would be fat. And what she found was that these people were healthy and that they were not fat people and that they ate amazing food. But they ate three meals a day, and that's it. There's no snacking. There's no snacks. There's no, you know, and their meals, she said their night meals are like three-course meals plus cheese, plus a cheese plate every night. And so, and then a little wine and things like that. So, and then just to see how they eat and then to see how active they are. And that was another thing she learned. She learned about uh, exercise. They don't actually exercise, but they don't use the, 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 the place they live doesn't have a, a lift. They call it a lift, a, a, a elevator. elevator. And so a, they walk everywhere. They have one car between three people that live in the house, the man, the wife, and then their 20-year-old son, and then her. They have one vehicle, and everybody walks, and they walk up and down the stairs, they don't actually go to a gym and exercise, but they're very fit people. You know, so she learned all these lessons. And so she goes through all these lessons. And, of course, she one of the chapters talks about makeup, how the ladies, how they fix their hair and how they, that kind of thing, that it they don't spend time doing this stuff because it's very simple. They talk about their clothes. And the, that was the whole reason that I wanted to listen to the book was she called it a um 
a 10-piece wardrobe that she showed up with two huge suitcases and there was one little um what's those things called that are in your your room that you hang your clothes inside of wardrobe wardrobe yeah okay so there's a there's like a wooden wardrobe in her bedroom and it had 10 clothes hangers in it and she was like what am i supposed to do with 10 clothes hangers i brought two huge suitcases full of clothes <laughs> to live in this place and so she goes through this whole thing there's a lot of funny parts in the story another one's about the thermometer and you gotta i'm gonna let people listen to the book about the thermometer that's hilarious um but either way they so she figures out that they don't wear they don't have a lot of clothes as far as but what they do have is very nice and just just the whole thing of clothing so she goes to this so she learns all these lessons from these people so she comes back to america and she applies these lessons that she learned to her life and then how it's how it's helped her and how she's she's grown with that and she's not saying that everybody has to have 10 pieces of clothing it's just it was a it was just the 10 hangers is what got her attention <laughs> so actually it turned out to be a really a really fun book a really neat book but it's more of a biography book than it is a how-to book it's not a how-to book it's just her talking about the things that she learned but there are some funny stories in there i mean you can think about you know a california girl going to paris living with a family mm. because she said they they dress very nice no nobody has t-shirts um, all their shirts are nice collared shirts. Even sitting around the house eating dinner, um, just just everybody. All their shirts were tucked in, and you know, just the way they dressed. They were very um, what we call high class, I guess, upper class dress, you know, kind of clothing. So it was interesting to hear that. It was it was fun. It was a, it was a pretty neat book. Lessons learned from Madame Chic. And of course, she changed their names because she didn't want nobody yeah. to know who they were. But they were—it was—it was a fun book to listen to. So, actually, I told my daughter she needed to listen to it because there she has a lot of interesting things in there. I thought she'd like because it definitely is is focused more for the female than it is the guy. So, <laughs> so that's the three books I got through this this week, and they were they were fun. Now, I don't have anything in the queue for this coming week yet. You need to get the next one in the Chuck Wagon. I do. I need to get my next series. one in the Chuck Wagon series. So, um, all right, let's go back to what we were going to You mentioned it. And, of course, if everybody's listened to us, you know that this is not a planned out thing. What did I mention? I don't even remember. School. Oh, yeah. So, do you remember what it felt like at the end of the summer? when school was getting ready to start and you were getting all your stuff together and you knew school was going to start the next week do you remember how it felt did it feel any special to you Mm-mm. no you weren't excited about school well I know one thing about school for me was I didn't have to work in the field <laughs> my, my family we, we farmed yeah. during the summer um, until my dad bought a restaurant, which was just as much work as a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when school started, that means I got the one. I got to go buy me some clothes. I got to, I got a new pair of shoes, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I got I got some fancy clothes. And when I was older, when I was in high school, I had to buy my own clothes. But you know, me and Mama would go to the uh, the Sears and Roebuck catalog store <laughs> in town. You know, now for those of those listening that don't know what a Sears and Roebuck catalog store is, it's basically just a building, and they would have like washers and dryers and things like that for people to look at, but you can't buy those. You have to order. You ordered one like that. Oh, I want one of these washer and dryer set. Okay, well, we can order it, and then it would be delivered to that store, and then you would go pick it up. Well, they had these little, it looked like little phone booths. That's the only way I can describe it. So you mm-hmm. think about a bank of, of pay yeah, phones. Yeah, and they had the catalogs in there. And the catalog was sitting in there. And so you would flip through the catalog, and you would write down on an order form the page number, the item number, what it was, a description of it, how much it cost in the catalog. And then you would make your order and then you would go to the desk and hand it to the person and they would key it into a computer. Okay. And then that was your order. And then three weeks later, your stuff would show up and you would go down there and you would pick it up. That's how I got my first leather, black leather coat. Was Mama ordered it from Sears uh-huh. <laughs> when I was in middle school? Yeah, um, but that's how I got my clothes. That's how I got a lot of my clothes. Because um, in town there was only one or two places that sold clothing, and one of them was uh, Whoppers, mm-hmm. and he's <laughs> and it's still there. Yeah, it's on. Of course, Mister Whoppers passed away now, but uh, he his main item of selling was suits so he sold suits and dress shirts and things like that Mm -hmm. and he sold shoes fancy shoes and then he sold tennis shoes because all the teenagers would go in there and put tennis shoes on layaway (laughs) and uh and then he also sold some jeans and things like that but his prices were not the cheapest a little bit of it all now he does sell a little bit of whoever owns it right right yeah they they, their variety has been opened up because it was either go to walpert's can uh walpert's uh clothing or go around the corner to the other store where the guy had um more outdoor outdoorsy and work clothes yeah um which i bought all my cowboy boots from him and I, and I'm, I'm I can see the sign hanging over the thing, but I can't think of his name. Um, and I think he's still there too. But uh, otherwise, you ordered from Sears because we didn't travel to the mall or to the Sears store very much. But I was always I was always excited about school because I got well, clothes. Well, I mean, I was excited to get new clothes and stuff. Yeah, you know, but. And see my friends. And you know, the first day of school, you always wore your best. Wore your new clothes. You wore your, your new, new pants, your new shoes. Your new, your new backpack. New and... backpack, yeah. Yeah, you, you carried all your stuff. You, so the first day of school was always, this is it. I'm, I'm at the best. And then a week later, you're wearing stuff from last year if it still fit. You know? <laughs> because you only got a certain number of clothes. I mean, we, we would only get like, I'd only get like two or three pairs of pants. Yeah. You know, because I'd wear them out. I'd, I'd have holes in them. Now that's the thing. But yeah. when I was in school, you didn't have well, a you hole. can't have so many holes in your britches at school anymore. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Well, I've seen some people, I've seen some ladies walking around with holes in their pants. Basically, they had on short shorts with, it looked, they looked like chaps, but they were turned backwards. Uh. The holes were in the front and the back was solid. Yeah. And basically, there's a little strip of cloth around their knee. And then it goes all the way up to their waist. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing there. Like That's not a pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> so, you might as well just wear shorts. Yeah. But either way, I was always excited about school starting. Well, I mean, I, plus, another thing is that I got new notebooks. I got a brand new Trapper Keeper. Yeah. And we were in Walmart, what, two weeks ago? Something like that. And they actually had Trapper, Trapper Keepers. Keeper. And they had the trapper keeper that I had when I was in school. It had the car on the front of it. It looked like a neon outlined car. That was the only one that I I was intrigued in because of that, you know. Um, but every year I got a new trapper keeper. If you don't know what a trapper keeper is, it's just a it's basically a notebook with uh file folders in, the, in it and a flap on it and a flap that keep it keeps it closed so it's just a binder it's just a three ring binder um but it was the first three ring binder that if you dropped it it didn't fly open mm-hmm. and all your papers fly out of it that was that was an amazing thing <laughs> we thought that was the best thing in the world so now of course they make them that zip up and have all this stuff with them you know but we didn't have zip up binders back then the trapper keeper was the deal and uh so it was pretty fun you got one of those every year they didn't last very long no because they were pretty cheaply made yeah they're still pretty cheaply made (laughs) but it's okay and you know all your new stuff for school so it was exciting i was excited about all the new stuff you know yeah pencils and pens and yeah all those new little things you got. I was excited about those things. I didn't learn anything in school, but <laughs> still, I, I, you know, yeah. either way. And I also remember when I graduated from high school, you know, mm-hmm. so I had graduated from high school. I went to community college, to tech school, and I remember the next August that come around, and I was working in a job. You know, I had a job because I had to be an adult. I was supposed to grow up by then. Didn't you have one of your girlfriends at your high school graduation? Uh, what you mean? One of my girlfriends? Yeah. Yeah, I had you there. <laughs> we were dating at that yes, time. Yes, we were. You were my girl. and You graduated. Um, in 1990 90 yes and you graduated in 1989 yep so donna's older than me i've got a little bit i married an older woman and then the following year yeah you was working in august because we supposed to get married in october yes yes yeah yeah i was working i i had i had um i was still doing a little bit of school but what i remember is that that august came and it was time for school and I remember having that same feeling 
that I did the years earlier yeah. that, oh man, school's fixing to start all these new things. I, wait a minute. I, I'm not going to school. <laughs> um, wow. This feels really weird. <laughs> you know, it was a really weird feeling that I had that excitement about going back to school, mm-hmm. but I was not going back to school. I was an adult. That phase of my life was over, you know, and that was a weird feeling, you know, of just the excitement of new things and new school and new people and, mm-hmm. but not going. So <laughs> I, I always, I always thought that was interesting that I, yeah. that I felt that way. And I've talked to other people and asked them, you know, that they, and they say, yeah, sometimes I felt, I felt like that the first year we, I graduated or whatever, you know, it was kind of weird because you had gone every, you know, for 12 or 13 or 14, depending on how good you were in school, years. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, every year, every August, we went to school. Yeah. And it was like everything started over new. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it stopped. It's different. But then you had something else going on. I did. I got married and all that, and that was great. But I'm just talking about school stuff. You want to talk about marriage and yes. I'm not talking about marriage. We but. were we we were getting married in in October. Uh, matter of fact, I my birthday was in September. So I had that August feeling of going back to school that didn't happen. And then September, my birthday, and at that time I turned nineteen. Yep. And then October, the next month, I got married. So we got married when I, I was I was a I was a baby. You robbed the cradle. <laughs> I was just a, I was just a, a a wee little boy. A wee little boy. <laughs> well, you asked me to marry you. I did because I didn't want nobody else to snatch you up. Yep. <laughs> I said I could live with this woman the rest of my life, even if she's a pain. <laughs> Oh. oh, I do. I love you, baby. You're not a pain. I it, love it, you too. It's it's been it's been almost 31 years. Yes, it has. And we still together, baby. Yes, we are. And uh, so, but I was just thinking about that school stuff with everything yeah. starting. That it was just a weird transition, and I think that's when I really realized that holy cow, I, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Plus, then I got married. And I'm out of my parents' house. I'm on my own. Now I've got a house payment, a light bill, a water bill. No, we didn't have a water bill at the time. We had a water pump, didn't we? Yeah, we had Okay, so we had, but either way, we had utilities. Yeah, we had utilities. And we had, um, because we lived out in the middle of nowhere, so we (laughs) we did have a water pump. Um, And so all that stuff, I was like, man, life is changing fast. And, yeah, we were still living, we still had to learn to live together because you were, you were on your own, Mm -hmm. but you were still living with your parents, but you were independent Mm -hmm. from your parents. Kind of like our daughter is from us in a way. Mm -hmm. She's kind of independent, but she still lives in the house. She still sleeps in the house with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was the same way. I'd been living with my brother who lives in another house close to my parents but still, in the yard. yeah, we're still in the same <laughs> yard, but it's a different building. Yeah. So a different house. So it, somewhat independent, but then again, not. 
yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But then when we got married, it was like, whoop, okay, everything's changed again. No school now. Now you're married, and we got to learn to live together. And it took us a little while, but we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and then I thought, man, because I had this thing where if, if I wasn't happy in my job, I just found another job. And I'd never really had a problem with finding a job because I was pretty much willing to do almost anything except for being a gigolo. <laughs> um, but I could pretty much do anything. Yeah. And uh, And then our daughter was born. Man, life changed again. No more sleepy nights. <laughs> she kept us up for two weeks. Um, but then I realized, oh, my, I can't just quit every job that I don't like because I got somebody else that depends on me now, plus my wife. Crap. Time to be another adult. <laughs> so life changes fast. Did we mess up your life? No. <laughs> no you didn't mess up my life that's not what i'm saying i know but life life changes quickly and you just have to you adjust and you move on and uh you know so it's just it's just interesting looking back at it in my advanced years <laughs> your advanced years yes yeah, he's fixing to have a very... And I'm fixing to have another birthday because September's coming, so... Yeah, he's fixing to have a very big birthday. Yeah, yeah. Very big milestone. That's what they say. They say it's a big deal, but I don't... It's just another another birthday for me. Yeah. So, but it's uh, it, it's interesting when you look back on how life changes so quickly. And it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Life's good. Um, He's going to be 50, folks. She was itching to tell you how old I was going to be. You'll be the same age as me. Right. I'll be the same age as you, but you're still older than I am, my dear. (laughs) You will always be older than me. (laughs) But life changes fast. And I think that's where people get in trouble is they're they're not either they're not prepared for change and they're not willing to adjust and change things. Mm-hmm. You know, living living basically with my brother is one one thing, but when you live with your wife now and she has her ways of doing things and I have my ways of doing things, we had to learn to live together. You know, mm-hmm. what's the old thing about um, squeezing the toothpaste? Somebody squeezes it in the middle, the other person squeezes it from the end, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, they're getting a divorce. <laughs> it's time to just... Just, just figure it out. It's just it's stupid toothpaste, you know. Yeah. There, there are bigger things. So, and I think I think we've done pretty good with that. Yep. Our our marriage has not been perfect. Donna has done many things that were not. <laughs> She's shaking her head. Right. I'm I, not saying a word. I've I've messed up and. She's messed up. We've 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 had our 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 fusses about things, but uh. We, we love each other, mm-hmm. and uh, that overrides a lot of mm-hmm. mistakes, I guess. Not really mistakes, but just we both adjusted. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. Hopefully we'll get another 50 years in, right? Right. Okay. That's what we're working for, another 50 years. So it's been fun. Anything else, baby? Not that I can But just, you know, I was just thinking about the thing with school and how yeah. life changes so quick. And, um, you know, 
I wasn't, we didn't, neither one of us actually went to a four-year college. No. And so we didn't have the, I guess it's an advantage of that feeling of school extended. Yeah. You know, because a year after I graduated, I got married. Yeah. And so other things adjusted and yeah. changed. So, and that was fine. That's, that's what we wanted. But, um. You know, some people get an extra four years of that feeling of every, that routine. That routine continues for another four. Some people get it for another six years, depending mm. on what you're going for in school. Yeah. But, because uh, we have a lot of people in our office that are, they're young. Matter of fact, they're still in school trying to work on either their master's degree or or something of that nature. And, uh, and so they're still in in that process oh, but they're working babies they are yeah they're they're our they're our kids age <laughs> and they're they're already setting their career mm-hmm. i mean they're already working toward their you know their their financial career or job that they want to do and the funny thing is is that some of them have figured out after four years of college and almost graduating that they hate doing this they don't like it oh and I'm like, well, you've spent a lot of time and a lot of money on something that you really didn't like. Well, this is, you know, my parents are paying for it or this or that. So, you know, they're not really, they're not really into it as far as financial. It's not a burden on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I don't like doing public finance, public accounting. Well, that's what you went to school for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Hopefully they'll figure it out. Well, it's been fun. Yep. It's been fun reminiscing, baby. Mm-hmm. Thinking about how great life's been since mm-hmm. I've had you. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff. Well, we got things to do. I got stuff to go fix. <laughs> yes. Yep. So we're going to go see if we can get this thing figured out. If not, I'll just put it all back in a box and figure it out later. So, all right. Well, that's been good. Anything else, babe? Not that I know of. All right. Well, we've talked long enough, so let's get this thing out of here. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, I've been John. I'm Donna. And we'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.